0: Coming up in this episode of the Cast, a perfect solution for covering those serving trays, grind the perfect coffee for your Aerobee, and get into the RC car's driver's seat. Plus, we have a special guest host. All that more coming up, so sit back and relax. It's time for the Cast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find projects and let you know if you should backtrack or stack them. I am KT Data. I want to have the show, and unfortunately, Drew is out on a mission. He's being a cultured artsman or something. That's that's where he is. But joining me is one of my one of my other favorite people in the world. I I'll tell you the truth. My podcast peoples are some of my favorite peoples in the world, and the only cousin who's willing to do a podcast with me. Hopefully, this isn't the episode where my other cousins watch because they always call me out. Um, host of Twitchin' yes. Kitchen and, uh, crap, I can't remember your game <laughs> stream. Uh,
1: uh,
0: nothing, not it's saying. just me. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the one and only Cousin Jane. Yay! Yay! <laughs>
1: yeah, you. I don't have a gaming title. <laughs> I it's don't just know. Me. She's,
0: the co- she's the cooler streamer out of this family of streaming cousins. Yeah, mm. I don't even stream anymore. I just do the show and that's it. But cousin, welcome back to the show. And thanks for filling in for drew. Um, I missed it. So everybody thinks Drew's watching porn. Drew is definitely not watching porn. No. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: <right. laughs> like the farthest from what he's doing.
0: So hopefully I know for <laughs> he's, he's, he's watching a play right now. Like that's like, yeah. that's literally what he's doing. So, um, if this is your first time watching the show, first of all, welcome. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm this crazy all the time, and I don't know why my co-hosts hang around for any of the shows. but <laughs> oh, We don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super excited today. So before we go into our projects tonight, we have two quick news articles that are kind of actually semi-related to each other. Um, cousin, I can't remember if you were around before, but um, does Hasbro holding a competition on Indiegogo sound familiar to you? Oh, I wasn't around. Okay. That might have been Alex then. Um, but the, so they've done this a couple times. So they did it once um, last year or, and then at the, yeah, the beginning of last year. And then at the tail end, they did another one. I actually saw the game that won the first one they did on Indiegogo in stores at Target. It's called Mr. Toast. Um, it's about Mr. Toast doing stuff. Um, But they launched one in the fall of 2016, and they finally got the winner. So the whole idea of this Hasbro project is you put together a game with their theme. This time it was a family face-to-face game. So you would put together a game that you like. You submit it to them. They would pick a handful of them and put them on Indiegogo. And whoever would raise the most money on Indiegogo would win a $25,000 prize and a trip to Hasbro to help refine your game and get it published and stuff oh cool Um, so they finally got a winner because the voting ended in late February and the winner is Eugene Bryant and he has a game called cloud control where you have a timer going and then you have these little tiles that have cloud shapes on them and what you want to do is before time runs out make a shape of a recognizable object and everybody else who's at the table has to guess what that is and you get points for how fast you can do it oh Um, cool before you go out so that um, you guys will probably be seeing pretty soon in stores once they get it published and stuff because the nice thing about this is you get um, Hasbro to help you out and then he's also going to be one of the judges and one of the advisors he's going to be is one of the guys from uh, Shark Tank I don't watch Shark Tank so I don't know any of them (laughs) but that's kind of cool yeah I know that
1: there's a woman a bald guy uh, Mark Cuban (laughs)
0: That's pretty much it. <laughs> so that's all I remember. <laughs> of course, you. Of course, you know the guy who's from Texas. Of course, I know him. <laughs> so, congratulations, and um, to Eugene. And I'm excited because I actually this game looks like it'd be fun to do, and it's kind of yeah. easy and you know little kids can like pick Boggle. it up. Yeah, but you can't play Boggle with little kids because they can't spell.
1: I know, but it's kind of like the concept of Boggle, and you can't
0: play with me either because I can't spell either. yes correct both definitely (laughs) has an l in it okay (laughs) (laughs) um okay so our our, to our next news item that we had um it's on kickstarter so um so you've been on kickstarter before cousin you've seen a lot of different projects on there right oh yeah so this month at least 12 (laughs) at least 12 so this month um kickstarter is celebrating their ten thousandth funded games project. There have that's been, just
1: games, yes,
0: 10, and funded 000, games, yeah, funded games too. Not just submitted that they actually reached their goal and they're having money and they're going to be publishing it. So Kickstarter has reached their ten thousandth one, um, which oh. is kind of crazy nuts because they la- when they launched um, in two thousand nine. The first person to do to do a project um, wanted just to make nine interconnected crossword puzzles and 163 oh. people backed that. Um <laughs> now now it's already <laughs> at 10,000 and what's nuts is I looked at some of the stats they gave us so um 2.46 million people have backed a a game crowdfunding project. So not not just any kind of crowdfunding project, yeah specifically a game one. And then pledging 600, $613 dollars. So this is this is obviously why Hasbro's like, yeah, let's use crowdfunding to help make some of this stuff. And then what's even yeah. more nuts? So out of that two point four six million, one point four five million of those have backed more than once. I am definitely one. Sense. I am definitely one one of them. Um, have you ever backed like a board game or a video game on Kickstarter?
1: Um, no, but I have at like PAX.
0: Um, so like, it it, wasn't,
1: I mean, it was like kind of IRL crowdfunding, I guess. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's, what's kind of crazy about the the way I think about them is because you have, you know, your, your big video games and stuff, but you also have board games and board games are so big. Like in Utah, everybody plays board games and everybody has board game nights and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. it is just like, well, then again, I live in Utah in the middle of nowhere. Um so, so yeah. everybody's playing board games and everybody just, you know, I think Salt Lake is the second largest city in terms of board game kickstarters, um which is kind of nuts. Huh. <laughs> um so I don't know. Are are, are do you, do you kind of have the inkling next time you are looking for the next board game you're going to be hopping on Kickstarter?
1: Well, I mean, it's always cool. Uh, I mean, like, the what I was talking about at PAX, there was a beer game. It's like a... I don't know. It's like a... What do you call it? One where there's like... I don't know. Anyway, it's a beer card game, and he actually started out on Kickstarter. And so he came to PAX to kind of introduce more people to his game now that it had been funded. And... Uh, gave exposure and is giving exposure to different expansions that he has. What really drew me to it was the coffee expansion. (laughs) Because I'm a coffee person. (laughs) So, like, I like beer. And it's cool to have, like, characteristics of beer. But what really drew me in was he's... Because I said, oh, this is sort of like... Because I worked at Starbucks. We had coffee passports. He's like, I have a coffee expansion coming soon. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I ended up buying it just for that. Because he's so, like... He's so passionate about his, his game. Like he puts like everything he owns into this just so he can like fund it. And he's so passionate about sharing it with others and telling people why it's so great and listening to people's ideas. And that's like essentially what Kickstarter and uh, Indiegogo, like what they do, they get people passionate about their ideas. And I, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, and like, and Gooby Dooby does bring up the point. Some of the most popular games that people play now, Cards Against Humanity, that was a Kickstarter project. Mm-hmm. Exploding Kittens, that was a Kickstarter project. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know why I still keep buying Cards Against Humanity expansions. <laughs> I don't Because even... it's just
1: fun.
0: <laughs> I, I actually don't play it that much anymore because I've i played like it so much. I like Joking Hazard. Um, I have that too, Joking Hazard. I have the Redbox <laughs> Edition.
1: <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Um... Two of my viewers actually got theirs, the red box, and they got it signed at PAX South because mm. the uh, creator was there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, sh- I I really got to find this. But um, I remember when they visited uh, Salt Lake Comic Con one year, I bought the uh, Cyanide and I'm ha- Happiness.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: It was awesome. So I actually have the Cyanide and Happiness um, plush characters. So all the characters. They're, they're sitting on top of my vinyls right now. But one of the things that you get because I spent all about money is they would sketch something for you so i went up to them <laughs> and they're like what theme do you want i'm like uh inappropriate cosplay <laughs> <laughs> i am i well,
1: that's easy for
0: them <laughs> yeah, they were having so much fun drawing it and i loved every bit of that um so one of these days i'm gonna find that picture frame it yeah. and then I'll, I'll tweet out a picture of it and hopefully no one's gonna get mad because i do know there's a penis costume somewhere there <laughs> Well, you did ask for it. Yeah. All right. So, we don't have any uh, kick kick shouts today. Um, So, those usually are just quick shout outs to projects that caught our eye and stuff. Actually, I have one real quick. Um, If you were a fan of the anime Sword Art Online, they have a board game on Kickstarter right now, and you better believe I backed it, even though I hated the second half of that anime. (laughs) But the first half of that anime was awesome. Um, So, make sure you guys check that out on Kickstarter uh, Sword Art Online. Okay, so on to our first project tonight. Um, so, like we mentioned um, at the beginning of the show, cousin, you do Twitch and Kitchen where you're making food live on the interim webs. Um, yep. And so, you, and I, I don't know if you, so have you made like large amounts of food where you got to take it to a potluck and stuff? Um, and yeah, had, like I,
1: I, 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 I was the caterer. I was the caterer for my parents' anniversary party. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you, you and I live forty five <laughs> minutes away from them. Yeah.
0: So so you you've probably had experiences with those like tinfoil trays, right? The large oh, ones yeah. and like the double ones. Um, yeah. And then what's always surprised me is because like no matter where you go, when people use that, what do you have on top? It's just they, plastic. They t- yeah, plastic, it's, or they it's, just it's took tinfoil and just yeah. like wrapped it on.
1: Like a really thin piece of plastic that came with it, or tinfoil. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, and the thing that sucks is. Once somebody digs into it, it's just like it's not going to work. The plastic starts yeah. sticking to itself. The tinfoil is going to start rip. Like the tinfoil is going to rip in the first one or two times somebody tries to cover and recover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always boggled my mind that there hasn't really been a good solution for that. Um, I, I So, like, our first project of the night is called Easy Lids, and their whole goal is to kind of help solve that problem. So, what it is, is this little plastic lid. But it's not just a lid that you you know you can just take off, and it would take up more space. Um, it has these little doors that you can swing up and actually access the food, so you don't even have to uncover oh. the whole entire tray if you if you want. Um, and what's even cooler is they actually put little holes. Um, so yeah, this is usually <laughs> the problem yeah, I have is the tinfoilness. foil <laughs> <laughs> but like so this is their solution and what's great about it is they even put these little holes i wonder if i can get a picture of it somewhere um on this, on on but... each of the sides that so if you have like a um a ladle or a spoon that you're mm-hmm. using to dig in you can close the lid and it has that hole so the spoon or the handle of the spoon oh, just yeah. sticks out it's on the, the side yeah
1: uh, sixth picture um,
0: um
1: on their little slideshow
0: thing and so i like i i love that idea just cuz it makes makes just life so much easier i mean you, you see you have a spatula or whatever yeah um, and I, I like how it has the two doors what i didn't even think of until i actually saw their video is they took the half trays the smaller trays and put it in one of the big ones and then now that lid's covering both of them so you can like have your green beans on uh-huh. one side and your corn or whatever on the other side and if the person only wants the corn they just open that one side and it keeps the other side warm that's cool. <laughs> so, like, does this look like something you would want to use?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't do a lot of catering, but I can see like churches doing stuff with this, and like anybody who is constantly having parties. This, I think, is like a great, a great idea.
0: <sighs> yeah, and like it's you know it's a little bit pricey because you know it's fifteen dollars for the half pan or $20 for the full pan. But I don't think it's But too bad. you're going to
1: use it yeah. over and over again. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah. and what, what I like about this is because it's that nice in-between step because, you know, you can go to like those professional caterers have like the metal things and then, the, you know, their fancy lids and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you're not going to take that out to like a family reunion or something. Right. I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would. Yeah i can't I can't keep a ton of stuff here because our apartment's too small, so throwaway stuff is perfect for me, but I kind of like this because you can take something that you don't have to wash and like make it last longer with
0: this yeah and and what's great about it is it's fully dishwasher safe and stuff too so you can just throw it into your dishwasher if, once you're done um yeah i re I really like this idea because sometimes it's just those simple things mm-hmm. um that just like like, why hasn't this existed before?
1: Yeah, it it makes sense. Like, I would see this in, like, a Walmart or a Dollar General. Like, yeah. this should already be in existence.
0: Yeah, I also like how the entire chat room thinks I just want to eat food. I always want to eat food, yeah. guys. There's a reason I mean, why we had a food show.
1: Yeah, that's why you invited me to this <laughs> one. Because we know our food. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so is this a backtrack or sack for you?
1: I think this would be a back for me.
0: Yeah, this, yeah, I, I, I love this. Um, I'm
1: and big, it looks very like it's going to last.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look like it's like jerry rigged either. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that the person who created this like knew exactly who their who their target audience is going to be, and they made it exactly for that person.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, that is the easy lids. You can find it on IndieGoGo. It's a back for me too because I. Just, hey, you know,
1: that is a high praise. I could see this in Walmart or Dollar General. <laughs> that is a high praise. Hey, like d- this looks like something that should already be in existence, and people should and, already. And, have and in a retail that.
0: store, like you guys don't realize how difficult it is to get shelf space on a retail store. Like yeah. I, I know people whose entire job is to analyze what sells and what doesn't sell, and they use that information to determine what gets to stay on their shelves or not. And I'm talking about large, big box stores. So um, that's actually. Pretty good. All right, so on to our next um, project, and this this is a great one because um, Drew doesn't drink coffee. So anytime I bring a coffee related <laughs> topic <laughs> a, a project up, he's like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds cool. I've no experience, <laughs> but yeah, that <laughs> sounds really cool." So, so how about you introduce I, us to our next I project? Love
1: coffee, I love coffee, and I actually like. Here's my coffee cup. I've been drinking. Uh, Bobby three got me a uh, French press for Christmas Ooh. like two years ago, and I didn't like uh, actually start using it until this year, probably or maybe the end of last year, just because I have a Keurig. But anyway, um, like you've had,
0: but with the French press, coffee, probably right? I, I I drink lots of coffee, cousin. But there's I a mean, do, you, I, <laughs> do you
1: drink Keurig coffee? I mean,
0: um. Or at, do you drink, like, coffee my, maker? At my office I do because they have – but it's not Keurig. They have those – it's the flavor pod uh, things.
1: Yeah, And yeah. I'm not a big the fan of paper. them.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i not. Yeah. A, but it's there, and I pay for yeah. it. Yeah, and,
1: <laughs> and that's kind of like with me. Like, um, Jesse didn't drink coffee forever. Like, just didn't. Shame. until Shame. He, Well, he realized that he was drinking so much Mountain Dew that finally he's like, maybe I should just try to you get it. showed him the light. So, like <laughs> – um, about two months ago, he got into coffee, so it's like a very exciting time for me right now.
0: Wow, because um, he hasn't I tried cold brew yet. Has we he? have any
1: new viewers, but I worked at Starbucks for seven years, and so I am very passionate about coffee. So I, I know how espresso works, and you were like I, a
0: coffee master too, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so I was. I had a black apron. I taught people. I taught seminars on coffee. I was <laughs> like that passionate about coffee. Um, so like, you know, how Keurig is acceptable, um, instant coffee, borderline unacceptable, pretty much acceptable (laughs) to the point where at least you're drinking something hot with caffeine. (laughs) I'd rather you just drink tea at that point, but, um, better than
0: it it coming out of a, a red coffee can bucket like thing, or they're plastic now, aren't they?
1: Oh, Folgers? Yeah. Folgers actually is getting better. Like, they're at least using Arabica beans. So anyway, um, so I stress the importance of if you enjoy a good cup of coffee, you're not going to enjoy your folders, You're not going to enjoy your Keurig as much because you're not grinding your coffee fresh. Mm. Um, And this, like, I found it it's called an air grind or i didn't find it he showed it to me so i'm not going to lie <laughs> but i i really like the idea of this cuz i have an aeropress um and in, what an aeropress is it's this plastic tube that you um
0: it's pretty much like a giant syringe
1: Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it presses a, an espresso shot through it. So you're going to have your tube. You're going to have a plastic piece at the bottom, a filter. You're going to put coffee in it. You're going to put water, and then you're going to press it like onto like a cup or something, and it'll press the espresso through it because what espresso is is concentrated coffee, pretty much. So this is the air grind because sometimes people who have an AeroPress – they have an AeroPress because they don't have room for an espresso machine, which also means they more than likely don't have room for a grinder. And this kind of takes care of that because um, it's it's called the air grind, and it kind of copies the first part of it uh, after the AeroPress because the tube actually fits inside of an AeroPress.
0: <laughs> yeah, you see and picture. I thought
1: that was so cool. So yeah, air uh, grinding your coffee fresh makes for an even better, tasty cup of coffee. So I think this is really cool. It kind of works like a pepper mill. Um. So Cause, yeah, cause I
0: are, are you are you one of those people? Because I know there's those people out there like, yeah, I don't use a machine to grind any of my beans. I I prefer it to be hand ground. So I can get the, the particle size perfect the way I need it.
1: No, I mean I can see I can see people wanting to do that. I use a burr like uh, a a burr grinder that I got it's like a Mr. Coffee brand. Yeah, I have
0: one of and those. And I too. can
1: see like they actually the burr grinders are better because they do give you a more consistent grind, but it's still a very quick grind, so mm-hmm. Like this is – it'll do it a lot slower and you have like
0: more feel into it. Um. I like it because when you watch the video, it tells you how many turns. So for uh, um, Aerobee, it's only two and a half turns. So you do two, two full turns and a half and then you're ready mm-hmm. to go, which is which is, which is great. Um, and, you know, that's an important part about espressos, right? Grinding it properly or you're going to yeah. have like weird particles in yeah. your Yeah, well
1: – uh, espresso is supposed to be as finely ground as possible, or you're going to get, like, a watery shot. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, this will do, this will do, like, espresso stuff, and I, I think it'll pretty much... I, I didn't look entirely, like, all into it to see how, how much you could adjust the grind. I do see, like, numbers, uh, is it at the top of it? Uh, I Uh, I
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: the numbers are at the top, so that'll kind of show how um uh how fine or how coarse you want it to be ground
0: yeah and, and i i love the this idea too because one it's not their first project they actually have created this is the third one they actually started out with a larger one that almost was the size of a pepper mill <laughs> type thing and then they yeah. got a smaller one and then after two years of kind of perfecting it and making sure they got the the mechanics right they shrunk it down smaller for, for this arrow b arrow um, I mean, I, lo- I love I love the great. Aeropress, and it's ironically made by a Frisbee company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. a- Aerobees, those guys that make the kid frisbees and stuff. And oh. somehow they have a coffee maker. That's amazing.
1: That is cool. <laughs>
0: um, so I'm guessing this one's a back for you, right?
1: Oh yeah, I think. I mean, I have a grinder, but this just like I have an Aeropress. And it makes sense if you can grind directly into the thing. So you don't, you're don't you not wasting a cup or a filter or whatever. You can just go straight into it. And when you're living like a minimalistic life, like that makes sense to do it like that.
0: And, and the, whole, the whole idea is to keep it portable, too, because I didn't know this, but apparently people take their AeroPresses with them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Camping or like it's really easy to make coffee. All you need is just the coffee and water.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I actually have a. Reminds me, I need to do a batch of cold brew coffee. Um, I do too. Yeah, um, I'll tell you of the coffee related products I have backed on Kickstarter. All of them have been cold brewers. So,
1: <laughs> really, I didn't
0: know that. So I, I, so I, I have a, so I have the, you know, I have the toffee one that kind of just drips, or that that you, well, it doesn't drip the top it, on you, top. You, board, you yeah. just throw the grinds in and it floats in there overnight, and then you oh. drain it. So I, I have that one. But or toddy, that's what they call it, toddy. But I also have the cold brewer, which is the drip one so that mm-hmm. slowly just drips drop by drop through. And it uses wow. it uses actually an Aerobee Aeropress filter
1: mm-hmm. for that. So
0: you're only using about the same amount of coffee that you make oh, for an Aeropress. Cool. And so you just like that. yeah, it it takes a lot longer because you're going drip by drip. But it's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah that's how I used to bake my mine, anyways. Like I would take an actual filter and let it filter through and it takes forever, but it tastes really good. Yeah.
0: Um, so that obviously is a back for both of us. Cause yay. Coffee lovers. <laughs> um, coffee is an art, my friends. All right. So for our last project of the night, this is, this is a cool one. So, cousin, then do you know what, uh, so you, you know how there's racing drones now, right? Yeah. Um, And what a lot of them do, they're do. they called FPV drones, which are first-person view drones. So what you're doing is you wear a VR headset or whatever, um, and you're piloting the drone while you're racing each other like that. And all you see is the view of the drone going around the course, Mm -hmm. Um, which is – that is a totally cool thing. Um, Our last project of the night kind of takes that because the problem with the drone is, one, you got to know how to fly the drones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. that are a little costly, too, just because they're flying and you got all this video transferring. So our last project tonight, and this was voted by you guys, um, is called Gnarly Racers. And it takes that idea and they're tiny first-person view RC cars. So I've actually always wanted to do this. Because you see it in the commercials all the time, right? When they're advertising RC cars, you can yeah. get that view of the RC car. So these yeah. are actual RC cars that have cameras built into them. That you again. Ugh. You wear you wear a VR headset and you're driving like you are in the actual VR car. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! <laughs> so I like. So I, I love that you get the live video with it. And then these are designed. Um, I don't know a lot about RC cars, but from the specs I was reading, um, some of these can go up to 20 miles per hour. Huh. <laughs> so the, so they have the kind of these guys are. Um, building them like the you know the more higher end rc cars that you can get at hobby shops and stuff and then they put mm-hmm. the camera into them um and it's like so it's about three inches uh wide and two inches tall two and a half inches tall or five and five five inches long so it's a decent sized car and mm-hmm. you can race pretty well so here's the vr headset that you you can wear and put on so i think it uses your phone or it comes with its own screen yeah so it uses <laughs> its own screen and you know, it it's not using kind of, yeah, the gear ratios and stuff are all from the higher-end racing um, cars instead of some of the toy cars. Because there's, there's a difference between the two, and that's how you can, like, change gears and get different speeds and stuff to go along with it. Um And then, of course, you can charge it um, through the controller, so that's always good, or through a USB port um, if you need oh. to. So like I just I mean this looks like it's so much fun. Yeah, it (laughs) looks like just one of those
1: toys that you want. Like this is something I would have asked for if I was like eleven.
0: Yeah, like this is like actual video from the cars. It's a I think it's 1080p video, Um, and I just I love it. And the funny thing is they uh, they the the project that they made before this it was drones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they spun off to to make RC cars, and yeah. I, I mean, this,
1: this is super this... cool because this is like like that urge to like shrink down into your toys and control them. Because I don't know, like I I used to love Barbies as a kid, and I always wanted to like shrink <laughs> down and live in the houses that Barbies lived in and wear the clothes that they wore because they dressed and lived so much nicer than I did. So this kind rent's of like cheaper too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except you have to have some like large, giant, like controlling your every move. But this, you get to kind of like live as if you live inside of that little car. Like this is your little car.
0: Yeah, and so they're a little bit pricey. What's great about this is they designed them so they're ready to race. You don't have to make too many different modifications and stuff to yeah. to, to make it work. You get out of the box; they're ready to go. Because I do know some of those higher end cars. You get if you. They're you know they're designed for experts and sometimes you got to tweak all this stuff. This stuff's all ready to go. Um, and, do
1: they already have something like this, like the VR thing for drones?
0: Yes, those are so those are the, all the racing drones do this first person view. Oh, uh, so okay. You, you so are, this
1: is just cars. Okay, yeah, it,
0: this is a car version of that. Which ironically, I'm surprised it didn't go the other way where you had the car version and then when drones, yeah. <laughs> <picked> up,
1: <laughs> But I, I think it's because it's so much easier and people don't get to, like, fly like that as much. Yeah. But uh, this, I think, makes a lot of sense, especially for younger younger people, because gravity is not really that much of an issue when it's already on the ground and it has rubber wheels like that. Yeah,
0: and, uh, you know, you crash this car, it's probably a lot easier to fix than a yeah. $400, $500 Because yeah. <laughs> um, And le- you
1: probably don't have to get these, like... Uh, what do you call it? License? Yeah, with a yeah the, the
0: FAA licenses and stuff, because I think in the US, by law, you're supposed to have line of sight when you're operating a drone. You're not going to have line of sight if you're wearing a VR headset.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the yeah. name of it, too. Gnarly. Gnarly.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking at the, the prices for this, and I don't think these are that bad. This may seem like it's expensive if all you've bought have been those toy cars, because um, these are more hobbyist-level type things. So if you're, you can get on the early bird for one hundred and eighty-seven dollars or two hundred dollars is kind of your ready to race kit. Um If you want two of them, it's three seventy-five. I should back these and then just take. It's them.
1: really not that bad because it comes with the monitor, it comes with the controller, it even gives you two batteries, which not a lot of things will do that. They'll yeah. just give you batteries.
0: And if I remember right, these aren't even special batteries. They use double A's. Yeah, <laughs> two double A batteries, which I think is another great thing and. I think they were smart to aim this as more of an entry-level type thing than just going up to the super you know, um, high-end ones because I'm looking at it uses state-of-the-art 5.8 gigahertz video cameras. Um, and, yeah, this is like I, I really love this idea. Maybe it's because I'm honestly just a giant kid. Um, <laughs> I never grew up. So, like, this one's a back for me. This is a back for you.
1: Ah, uh, it's a track for me. I mean, it's it's cool. I don't think that I'll have as much fun as other people. Well, but it's a track for me.
0: Okay, I was gonna make a joke about the size of your apartment, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I
1: think it's cool though. I I mean, it's it's pretty much a back if I were to buy it for somebody else and just use theirs. <laughs> I
0: guess. That's what, that's what you do is like, do I know anybody who owns a giant warehouse that we could make a pretty like yes. sick course for, you know, add jumps and stuff?
1: I could go up to the <laughs> church and do it.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. All right. So, cousin, now it is time for our sack of the week. <laughs> um, And so I have to t- – a lot of people don't understand why we have the sack of the week. The problem was Drew and I would always find these cool projects. We would never find a project <laughs> – That we'd sack because we're like, I don't want to waste that spot for a sack because there's this cool thing I want to share. (laughs) Uh, So we have artificially introduced this because this is the only time we actually sack projects. Yeah,
1: Um, and it's fun. It's
0: fun. So, my question to you, cousin, is you know, emojis are all the rage now, right?
1: Oh, yeah. They just added 69 new emojis to the iPhone app.
0: How would you like to have an emoji of your face? Even though that doesn't um, work for you because you're a Twitch streamer and you have custom emotes. Um, yeah. But if well, you did, I mean, if you, I
1: could see people wanting it. They have those, what are those things called? The ones on Snapchat. The, that the, looks like, I don't even know. Bitmoji.
0: The, Bitmoji. Oh, uh, the Bitmojis.
1: Yeah. Um, people like those things.
0: So, what this guy wants to do is he has a project called the Umoji, and it will personalize emojis to your face. Okay. So uh, I I can see the idea. That's okay. He's looking to raise thirty eight thousand dollars. Just thirty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man.
0: <laughs> um. And so it, this this is the problem with it is so he kind of does the his his sell is that he he's going to make texting more fun. He wrote texting t x t i n g that that annoys me. I think I'm getting old, cousin. Um, <laughs> ha, what? <laughs> that shortens it by one letter. Yeah, and he, he, he like throughout the whole thing he puts text as TXT. I, I'm I'm just saying. So that that's one of, one of the problems. Um, and the other thing is, so he says he needs fifty thousand to pay, which will pay to get the app made by a Melbourne company called M fifty eight fifty nine. So he's not an actual app developer, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's looking for a super high end one. Um, yeah. And then he says, the money raised will also help market the app so it stays at the top of the download list as well, keeping the app regularly updated. Um, and then he's like, the app requires face recognition technology as well as filters to adjust the photo. The majority of that fifty grand is spent making, this is Australian dollars too, so whatever dingleberries they use over there. Uh, <laughs> it's... it's what i just alienated any anybody who listens to the show in australia i apologize i have
1: australian family members
0: (laughs) don't they pay in dingleberries oh
1: they don't (laughs) they pay in
0: crocodiles (laughs) (laughs) oh man if you guys aren't watching the video version you'll just see this reaction on 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 james face is like katie you're an idiot they use crocodiles (laughs) get it right (laughs) exactly Um, um, emoji, yes. but and then so here's the thing is the app will be free with a limited amount of free filters for the use, user to do blah 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 and then once they use all the free filters then you'll have to have in-app purchases and stuff mm-hmm. that's all he provides about this that's it uh, yeah
1: he doesn't have any art
0: he doesn't yeah he doesn't have any mock-ups his video does Hi guys, breaks my name is- the cardinal rule don't film in portrait mode.
1: <laughs> but he's bringing out the TXT world because he's using his iPhone to do this. He has two backers. Makes, makes everyone think that he himself uses his phone. So he's talking to people that also use
0: their phone. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so he has two backers so far. They, they almost got $100. I have a feeling it's him um my 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 other problem with this is if you look at the tiers there's only one tier that you can donate um and that's for 20 aussie dollars which is 15 in the u.s and Uh then they'll give you um a free in-app purchase so if you pay 20 or more you'll get free filters upon downloading the app and that's also supposed to be delivered in june it's march right now um so that's three months (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> from the time we're recording.
1: So is he just gonna hand them fifty thousand dollars?
0: Pretty much, and then expect them to make an app in three months. Like it's possible to make an app in three months. Making yeah. a good app in three months is questionable. Um Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've done enough development to know that. <laughs> three months is not a lot of time. Especially, especially if he doesn't have like any of the graphics or like he doesn't have prototypes looking yeah. it's like you're literally starting from scratch and you sort of have an idea and you're calling it from there um like you know I could see it being kind of cool, but I was like, uh, you don't even have examples on what you're thinking yeah, like.
1: and i I mean bitmoji is doing this for free,
0: so um if, so
1: I also don't like the term because they're offering they're offering this to their backers, like the users they will get free in app purchases. But the the sentence he uses to talk about in app purchases is once the user has ex- exhausted their free filters. Yeah. It, exhausted is a I think it's a very negative term. Yeah, you should have used that. And
0: at that point, especially if you're using that kind of thing, so what is it? five you use use your emoji five times and then it stops working most people i know if it stops working they'll be like i'll just uninstall this app and go find somewhere else to use it Um, yeah so like that is why this is the sack of the week just because
1: this is his first Um, too right yeah yeah
0: like we've kind of mentioned that like kickstarter has kind of evolved to that point where you can't just have the idea; you need to have something more tangible and solid, especially if you're asking for large sums of money, like fifty thousand um, dollars. You need yeah. to be. Keep in mind, you're still pitching to people. You're just pitching to people for smaller amounts, um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm always of the fan. If you even if you have only have one tier, you should have another one that's at a dollar, so it has that people kind of get that feel of low barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Um all right so that is our sack of the week and unfortunately cousin that is the entire episode of the Cast. this is my only gripe about this show is we have so much fun time just flies like um before we go cousin do you have anything you want to pimp
1: mm, I don't know when this is going to be uh shot out there but um I have my one-year anniversary of Twitch and Kitchen Ooh. stream tomorrow, tomorrow evening.
0: Fancy? So. Are you, are you going to cook Korean spicy ramen noodles? No,
1: I actually, like, I have subs, and my subs, <laughs> one time a month, can suggest an ingredient, and one time a month, the last Wednesday of every month. <laughs> so if you're watching this after tomorrow, which is March 29th, um... Then come to the last Wednesday of next month, April, um, because my subs get to choose one ingredient and I'm going to put all of those one ingredients into one recipe. So tomorrow I'm going to make my first time to do
0: this thing. Are you secretly an Iron Chef and didn't tell me about this? No,
1: I'm not. (laughs) Speaking of, did you see I Justine is going to be on like Chopped or something?
0: That's not going to end well.
1: I don't know, I mean i I don't have access to t v so have
0: you ever like, seen her on her YouTube channel and she's cooking stuff yeah, yeah. uh yeah it's it's dangerous,
1: yeah <laughs> so i I really wanted to see it, but then like we stopped house sitting and I didn't have access to the t v anymore <laughs> so now I have no idea how it's gonna go. Uh, it's probably going to be on the internet though,
0: yeah, um so, knowing
1: her, so yeah,
0: make sure you guys check out cousin Jane's stuff because I think she's an awesome cousin. Don't tell my other ones that. Um, <laughs> and so you can find her on Twitter at Jane TV. You can find her on Twitch in the Kitchen at twitch.tv forward slash Jane underscore DS.
1: And I post my schedule on there. So if you ever want to see me, my schedule is on my yep. channel info. All,
0: all the cool stuff and whenever I get to actually editing them, you'll see past episodes of Nam's podcast yeah. where Cousin and I like do stupid things like
1: once upon a time, yeah,
0: like eating spicy Korean noodles in 10 minutes so you you can't feel your face.
1: Yeah, and then having horrible acid reflux for the next like three and a half hours. Yeah. for <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so Cousin, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Um, and for all of you guys who watch at home, we appreciate it too. Make sure you guys check out our uh, website um what show is this kickcast, kickcast, <laughs> kickcast. not non
1: <non-spycast. laughs> i almost said double burst <laughs> oh no, yeah that's totally not
0: right <laughs> yeah so check out yeah dub, uh kick i almost did it again kickcast.net or <laughs> just go to ktdata.net it links yeah. all to the same place with all the stuff uh, you know
1: what this is you're the one watching it <laughs> yep and our
0: next episode is going to be wow it's already april Um,
1: Saturday is April
0: 1st it's going to be April 11th and Drew should be back for more shenanigans and stuff Um, until then my friends bye bye